Thanks, son. I'll always be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great to be, have a chance to uh, just do a bit of talking. Actually, name himself. Uh, we're going to just share Bank Holiday Special. Um, so if I've not met you before, my name's Tim. I'm uh, one of the leaders here. I might say I'm one of the senior leaders, but you probably guessed that already because of the lack of hair and the graying beard. Um, uh, and this is Naomi. Um, yeah, hi, um, I'm Naomi, I am part of Half Past Pastorate in, with Young Adults, thanks guys. Um, I came along to Believe about a year and a half ago, um, I work at Southmead Hospital, I'm a physio by background but I'm working in health kind of improvement team, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing at the moment and uh, yeah, I'm just really passionate about listening to God's voice, so that's what we're going to talk about this evening. Yeah, we have a fantastic um, uh, young adults team, 20s and 30s. Uh, I got to know Naomi partly during kind of when it was locked down and uh, somebody who I think actually not only um, wants, has a desire to, to learn, but actually a desire to put things to practice. So when it was this bank holiday and Dave said to me, you can talk about anything you like, I said uh, to Naomi, oh, could you share the evening with me and uh, what would be particularly on your heart? And uh, you said, listening, listening to the voice uh, of, of Jesus. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about uh, for this evening, is about listening to the voice of Jesus. Um, and I suppose, uh, for me, if you are someone here this evening who's become a Christian, um, there's probably two things that happen when you become a Christian. The first thing is you find that Jesus is your saviour. Uh, and what that means is that Jesus comes to, to rescue you. He comes to rescue you from yourself kind of you try and be the best kind of person you, you you can be but you know that time and time again you let yourself down you let people down you you kind of try your best but you get somehow you feel that sense of uh, of shame and, and guilt that you, you just can't budge and and Jesus your savior when you turn to him he rescues you from that shame and guilt he's someone who rescues you from living in the world uh, without knowing God as a heavenly father you maybe trying to make your way maybe you're here this evening and you wouldn't as yet call yourself a Christian but, and, and maybe you feel a bit like that that you're kind of wandering through life and you think there must be more and and actually Jesus rescues you from a, an aimless pointless life and he says there's something about finding God as a, a true wonderful divine heavenly father that's what life is all about and he rescues you from meaninglessness and brings you into a relationship with God and Jesus is our savior he comes to rescue us he comes to save us, to give us hope, to give us new life, to bring us forgiveness. That is great news. If you've not experienced that, then I would just recommend to you, I mean, even tonight, just say, Jesus, if you're there, I'd love to know that rescue and that saving on the inside. But the second thing that happens when you become a Christian is um, that Jesus is your Lord. So Jesus is your Savior. He rescues you. But Jesus is your Lord. Jesus now wants to be the person who's in charge. Uh, the person who's like the captain, he's like the, the, the master, he's like the commander of, of your life. He actually wants you to be a kind of person that lives your life under his influence. Rather than trying to find kind of my true self from inside here, we find our true self by coming to Jesus, by saying to him, it's your way in my life, it's your thoughts in my life, actually it's your words that can shape and encourage me and, and take me through life to, to life that's in all its fullness. 
And in some ways, that's kind of where we're thinking about this evening, is how do you know what it is to live with Jesus being Lord in your life, being the one who's the captain, who's the master, who's, who's the, the commander-in-chief, the person who's the CEO of your life, who, who helps to shape who you are and who you're becoming. And that's why we need to hear his voice. We need to listen to him because there's all kinds of other voices that will tell you what to do, will give you a worldview to live by. But there's something about hearing the voice of Jesus that shapes us, encourages us, gives us the best kind of life that there is. So we're going to read uh, a little bit from uh, the Bible as we think about um, how do we uh, listen to God's voice and how do we put that into practice. And I'm going to read a bit of um, something that Jesus said in John chapter 10. I think the word's going to appear on the, on the screen. Um, and, and Jesus here is talking about uh, what it is to be sheep, which is fascinating, isn't it? Because when... Uh, that interpretation to the tongue was given. Actually, it was about sheep. Um, and, and this is what we're thinking about tonight, is how do we, like sheep, listening to the shepherd? And here's what Jesus says. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out when he's brought out his own he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice and verse 16 says this i have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen i must bring them also they too will listen to my voice and they shall be one flock uh, there shall be one flock and one shepherd and verse 27 my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Here is an image that's taken, an image from uh, people of Jesus' time would have understood. They'd have understood uh, a shepherd with sheep. A shepherd that has, they're not like a hired person. Jesus talks about the hired person who, when trouble comes, they run away. Actually, no, a shepherd loves his sheep a shepherd cares for his sheep and sometimes to understand spiritual truths jesus gives us very physical images and this physical image of a shepherd speaking to his sheep and the sheep hearing and knowing his voice and following him and we just want to unpack that a little bit well, what does that really mean well actually what does it mean to listen to listen out for Jesus' voice. Actually, how do we know it's Jesus' voice? And, and when we hear Jesus' voice, kind of what, what should we be doing about it? So, uh, Naomi, uh, listening to God, I know you started a, um, as part of your work, a, a listening course, isn't it? Listening skills. What kind of things have you learned that? And how would you think that applies to this story Jesus is telling us here? Um, yeah, so part of my job, I've started this um, kind of professional coaching qualification. And as part of that, um, we've got like listening skills as part, a key part of that. Um, and I've learned through the course that listening is actually really hard. If you have a conversation with someone, sometimes, well, I've noticed that my mind sometimes might wander off and it might go on to maybe a to-do list or things that I need to do. Or it might wander to, oh, I know what I'm going to say next. And that can happen. And I think 
Um, it can kind of be the same with prayer. And we've just, we've just spent a series looking at, at, at praying. And I think what can happen is that we can be so ready to, like, with all the things that we want to talk to God about, that we don't stop to listen because we're already thinking about the next thing that we want to, to talk to God about. Um, and I think what I've learned through the coaching course and also through, um, like, spending time with God is that it actually takes practice and it takes focus because when you're coaching someone you have to really really focus on what they're saying so that you're really truly listening to kind of block out your own thoughts as they kind of invade and enter in um so yeah it takes practice and focus and um I guess one thing that I like to do is I like to spend time with my bible and my journal and just try and like spend time with God and listen to him and see what he might be saying into my life and sometimes literally nothing happens like it's radio silence and that might feel a bit disheartening but actually you've showed up and you've showed your intention to hear God's voice and to to seek him and his will for your life um but sometimes um God God does speak and I guess probably about four or so years ago now I was just sort of really trying to practice this stuff and I was journaling away about a situation and I I wrote in my journal, I think God is going to use this situation to teach me to trust him. And I stopped and I paused. And then this really weird that thing happened and I wasn't expecting it. And like a word just appeared in my, in my mind and it was Romans. And at this point I'd not read, I knew that the book, there was a book in the Bible called Romans, but it wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't one that I'd read before. And I said, okay, if that's you, God, where? Where in Romans am I supposed to be reading? So I stopped, I paused, I waited. Four. Literally the, the number four just jumped to my mind. I thought, that's really weird. Okay, I'm just going to like, fine, I'll flick to Romans four. And I turned it open and I genuinely was just shocked. Because in my Bible, which is um, the message translation, Romans four is titled, Trusting God. And I was just like, what? And I honestly, my heart just raced and my, my heart was pounding in my chest. And I knew from that moment that that situation, I, I knew that I'd learned to trust God. And did, did it result or did it end like the way that perhaps I thought it would or maybe hoped it would? No, but it really did teach me to, to trust God and to learn his voice in the process. Um, so I've had times like that. But then I also, I think I like to get a bit creative and um, have a bit of fun with it because I think Jesus tells us to have kind of childlike faith. So sometimes recently I've been trying, um, setting like a five minute timer and just be like, right, I'm just going to sit for five minutes and just see and be still, practice listening and see if God says anything. I might ask him a question, wait, see if I hear a reply. Um, but it's just practicing because um, when you ask him questions about simple things like, oh gosh, Jesus, where are my car keys? And you stop and you pause and you just hope that, you know, maybe he might help you to find your car keys. Then what's the worst that can happen? So yeah, I like to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I think I mean, that the first the first question is, uh, I think I, for the um, guys in the, I, I didn't say the first question, but yeah. the first question is, how do we listen to the voice of Jesus? Mm. Because the sheep listen to his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I think there's times where you have to consciously listen. Like you say, it's, it is about a choice. And I know for, for me, 
I, I love the Bible. Actually, the Bible is probably one of the ways that I hear God speaking to me the most. Um, so I read a bit of the Bible each day, and then I, I kind of expect there'll be maybe a little verse or a little phrase that um, will jump out the page that will, will mean something, and I'll write that down in a little book that I have next to my Bible. And, and, and again, I'll try and think about that during the day. And, 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 and time and time again, I feel there's, there's real encouragement, there's real sense of, of God uh, speaking to me. I think there's times where maybe if I'm slightly kind of anxious or slightly kind of worried, um, I do what Jesus says. I go into my garden. I love my garden. And there's flowers there. And I just sit for five minutes and I'll just stare at the flowers because mm-hmm. you can sit at the flowers. And actually, when I'm in creation, uh, actually, sometimes they're just the quiet, powerful, still voice of God that, mm-hmm. that speaks into my uh, anxiety and fears. Um, there's other times I'm quite a visual learner. Uh, so there's times where if I... Um, say, oh God, will you speak to me? Quite often, I'll close my eyes because then uh, I have little images that appear in my imagination. Uh, and those are quite often times that the God will speak to me. I mean, even this morning, I was here at the 11 o'clock service, uh, just during the worship, I said, oh God, will you, will you speak to me? I closed my eyes and I just saw this little image. And it was an image from a slightly rubbish film I watched yesterday. Um, uh, and it was when this wild animal jumped out and started eating somebody. You didn't see anything gory, but... Um, um, and I just kind of felt that there was, there was an image that was taunting people. And I just shared it. And, and three people came for prayer afterwards. And it actually, it was just it was a very profound moment where God spoke to them. And actually, it's because I took the, the time to listen. And so, how, how, I don't know how you listen to the voice of God. I think it does take attention. I think it does take time. It takes commitment. Actually, the sheep, Jesus says, they, they listen to his voice. Um, and I think it's because they know that the shepherd has their good at heart. Um, and so listening is a great thing to do. How do we listen? Different things for different people. Um, but, uh, yeah, something that maybe think about for you. How, how, how do you listen to the voice of God? But I suppose the question people sometimes ask, Mary, is, well, I'm listening to the voice of God. And, mm-hmm. and how much when is it kind of wish fulfillment? How much is it kind of, yeah, just my own thoughts? Um, I suppose sometimes people even feel, well, what if it's just not my own thoughts? What if it's something a bit more sinister than that? Mm. I mean, how, how do I, I know? How do the, because it says here, doesn't it? Uh, how do we recognize the voice of Jesus? It says that they know his voice in verse, verse four. Um, the sheep know his voice. I mean, how, uh, how do you go about knowing whether what you've heard is the voice of Jesus or, or something else? So it's a difficult question. Um, so, practicing is part of that but I guess more importantly than practicing you have to know the character of God because if you're listening and you don't know who God is or you don't know what his character is then that's that's not a good place a place to start so if um yeah if you've never read the bible you don't know anything about who God is then start with um Jesus read uh, one of the gospels which is books about Jesus because that's where you can learn who God is and what his character is like and what his heart is. Um, so start with there and because God often speaks through the Bible. Um, it's known as the living word of God because God speaks through his word. Um, so if, I don't know, you've got a little thought that's dropped into your mind or a Bible verse has jumped off the page and maybe you've asked God, what, do you, what, what are you saying about, you know, um, to me through this, this verse, then... Um, I think the second thing to do is to speak to, maybe get some, 
maybe talk it through with some wise followers of Jesus that you know and trust. So share it with some people um, that, that you're close with who have experience of knowing God's voice and work, and they can help you to figure out um, whether it is or it isn't his voice. And then if you've done that, um, then sometimes you just need to, to push some doors. Um, so I guess an example of this in my own life, um, a couple of months ago, some of you would have been here, um, a guy called Simon Gillibold spoke um, at church and he was he gave quite a challenging sermon um, about allowing our hearts to be broken for the things that break God's heart. That's kind of essentially what it was. But I would recommend go back, listen to it. Um, it was really, really good, really challenging. And after the sermon, I, my heart was like really, really being stirred. And I just felt like God was doing, doing something in my heart. And my plan was to go to the pub after church. We do that. So yeah, join afterwards if you want to uh, come to the pub. But um, I just, I was going to go to the pub, but I just, I just felt like God was doing something in my heart. And I was like, I want you to go to the pub, home, pub. And I thought, do you know what? I, absolutely, I'm going to have to go home. Um, so I, I said, sorry, guys, I'm not coming to the pub. I've, I've got to go home. I need to go <laughs> see what's going on here. I think God might be stirring something in my heart. And I went home and I got open my journal and I just started to process, like write down, process what I'd, what I'd heard and what I felt like, what, cha- what I felt challenged by from the, from the talk. And then, then I decided to ask God the question, which can be a bit of a dangerous thing if you do or don't want to hear the answer. And I said to God, how do you want me to respond? Then, like, instantly I had a few little thoughts, like, oh, what are you passionate about? It was kind of like my own little thoughts just started to kind of go. And then after the initial sort of flurry of thoughts, there was kind of like a stillness where, like, my thoughts had kind of gone. And then really, really randomly, a thought just popped into my head that I have never considered in my entire life. And it was, when your housemate moves out, you could have a Ukrainian refugee move in. I could do that. <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I actually could do that. And I got up, started like, you know, getting on my phone, I started Googling. I was like, oh my gosh. Texted my housemates, spoke to them. I was like, I th- I th- I've just had an absolutely crazy thought. I think, I think God might have just said this to me. So I spoke to the wise the wise followers of Jesus, I spoke to my housemates, they went away, prayed about it, um, came back and were like, yeah. I was like, okay, right, I think this is this is happening. And I said to a friend, I was like, okay, I think this is what God's saying and I need to make some moves on this because um, my housemates were going um, out of the country. I was like, I've got to get this process started. And um, I was quite tired and I didn't really fancy coming to church, if I'm honest. So I hid, I hid at the back of church. And um, sat there, I don't know if I could have rolled my own. And then two girls came and sat next to me. And um, I got chatting to one at the end of the service. Where was she from? Ukraine. She just, <laughs> she just moved, um, like, I think six weeks ago. And it was her first Sunday here at Woody's. She's, tw- she's 21. I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. I think God might be saying something here. And then I thought, right, okay, I'm just going to beeline it, head straight out of, out of church. I'm quite tired. Who do I bump into? my landlord. Okay, right, here we go. So spoke to her. By that Friday, I'd filled in a form. I'd ma- we'd matched with a 21-year-old girl. Two weeks later, she arrived at my house. And 
that was crazy. <laughs> that was a whirlwind of an experience. But I, I asked God a question. I, I spoke to some wise people. I was like, do you think this really could be God speaking? It was in line with exactly with God's heart, with Jesus' heart. And pushed some doors and they flew open. So I am 100% confident that this is exactly, exactly what we're meant to be doing. Um, yeah, I've got peace and I'm really, I'm really excited. So um, yeah, it's been a bit crazy. I, mean, I know for myself when we think around that thing, is, this, is what I'm hearing, is it God's voice? And when it's in the, obviously it's quite a big commitment to have someone from Ukraine. And um, I, mean, I also know for myself when I feel that God's speaking to me or personally, or when, maybe even more when I feel that God's speaking to me for somebody else, I need to be sure it's God's because actually when God speaks, it's a powerful thing. It's a life transforming thing. So you want to be sure that it's God. And here's, I suppose for me, three little things I, I think. Um, one is it, is it loving? So there's a little verse from John um, chapter 10. It says that, uh, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. I lay down my life for the sheep. Again, Jesus is someone who is totally loving. So in the words that I'm feeling God's speaking to me, is it tainted with, uh, with love? Is it soaked? Is it saturated with love? Now, love isn't soft and sentimental. It's not gushy and gooey. Uh, kind of, actually, love is strong. And sometimes a word is loving because it's, it is a bit of a challenge, but it is loving. So the first question I might ask, is it loving? The second question I might ask from James chapter 3, verse 17 here is, is it wise? Is it wise? So um, James 3, 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Now, again, if, if I feel that God's saying this thing, does it match up to those criteria? Because God's words are words that are wise words. They're words of wisdom. And again, if I go through that little list and think, oh, maybe, hmm, maybe that's just my own thinking. It might not match up to some of those things. I mean, particularly, I think it might be I'm being slightly deceived. Uh, it certainly wouldn't match up to those things. Just the last thing is, does it strengthen, encourage, and comfort? Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3 uh, says, but the one who prophesies speaks uh, to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. So how do I know that it's the voice of Jesus? I know that Jesus wants to strengthen me, strengthen you. He wants to encourage me to keep going. He wants to encourage you. Actually, he wants to comfort me, and he wants to comfort you. So for me, those are the three things that I might think, if I feel God speaking, does it kind of match those, those filters? And, and frequently it, it does, because the more you get to know Jesus, the more you get to know his voice, uh, other kind of voices do drift away, and his voice becomes clearer. Well, we're going to need to finish soon. So I suppose the, the big question is, when the sheep hear his voice, they know him, they hear his voice, what do they do about it? Um, and it says in verse 27, actually, they follow, they follow him. So why are we talking tonight about hearing the voice of God, uh, discerning what, what's God's voice and not other voices? Actually, because in obeying God's voice, that is where you'll find a real excitement, a real sense of adventure, that God is the God who's longing to speak. He's not a dumb, silent idol made of stone and wood. He is the living God. The living God who knows you, he loves you, he has dreams and hopes and longings for you. Actually, he wants to speak to you. He wants to communicate with you every day. 
but it's not just some kind of trip. It's not some kind of, oh, it's just, isn't it lovely to hear these? Actually, he speaks to you because he wants you to put things into practice. At the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this, doesn't he? He says, the wise person hears the words and puts them into practice. They're like someone who builds their house on a rock. Actually, in, in, in James, it goes on uh, uh, to say about, um, about when we hear his words, it says this, do not merely listen to the word, okay, just listen to the shepherd's voice, and so deceive yourself, do what it says, do what it says. And I, I suppose for, for me, as we come into land, actually, that's probably the, the thing, is actually do what God says, because if you do what God says, it brings life and vitality to you, and actually it can bring life and hope to other people. My, my mum came to stay for a few days. Uh, she's 88, so she's probably listening online. Hi, mum. And uh, I, as I drove back to Lancaster, I was just saying about how Naomi and I myself were going to do this. And she said, oh, yeah, God speaks to me. And she started, like mums do, to tell the stories that used to, oh, do you remember, do you remember, do you remember? And she said this about, oh, do you remember one Christmas time? I, I think I was probably about seven or eight. One Christmas time, it was Christmas Eve, and I felt I was getting ready for the next day for getting the Christmas dinner stuff ready. I said, I felt God say to me to put 50 pounds into an envelope, gave me an address, a number of a house and a road, and I felt God say to me, put the money in the envelope and take it to this house. And I thought, well, we, we haven't got 50 pounds to spare. So she carried on making the sherry trifle or whatever it was. And again, she felt God saying to her, no, you need to put this 50 pounds in an envelope. Here's the house number, here's the road. Uh, so um, she said to my dad, oh, I'm just going to sort out a few things. So he went to bed and she surreptitiously got this money, put it in an envelope, wrote, put a little Bible verse in it and, and took it and put it through this letterbox. Uh, two days after Christmas, she met a lady in the, in the street and she said, you're someone who believes in God, aren't you? And my mum said, yes. So you'll never guess what happened to me. And she said, what happened? She said, well, I've got myself into all kinds of financial trouble. And, and I got into debt. I, got I lived by myself with the, my dog. And, and we just, I just didn't know how I was going to survive. And I'm not a religious person, she said. But I went up onto the cliffs in Cromer. And I just set out to say, God, if you're there, you need to help me. Otherwise, on Christmas Day, I'm going to uh, kill myself. And she, she bought some poison. She was going to kill her dog, kill herself. I said, so I went up Christmas Eve, went to bed, uh, God hadn't said anything. But she said, I came down on Christmas morning, and you'd never guess what, there was an envelope on my doorstep, and I opened it up, and there was 50 pounds, and a little verse from the Bible. Do you think it was God? And she said, yes, I think it was God. And here was a lady who, not a Bible-believing person, but because my mum was prepared to listen and obey, a life-transforming moment happened. And I just think that's so exciting, isn't it? That we can listen to God and obey and things happen. Naomi, what would you say on that one about putting these into practice? Um, I think it's just that exactly that. We have a choice. Like when God speaks or when we feel stirred in our heart, we have a choice. I don't know. I hope that's okay. Um, we have a choice and that is do we, do we listen to God? Do we act on it? Or do we ignore it and maybe go... Uh, maybe it, maybe actually maybe it wasn't yeah maybe it wasn't me um, and I I guess there's a bit of a warning like if you listen to God um, and you do what He says then to be honest your life will probably go on some crazy faith adventure and you'll probably end up in places that you never quite expected um, 
in, and people might say, well, that was a bit, you know, a bit risky, you know, having someone come to your house that you literally don't know. Um, it, you'll end up doing some crazy things, but, but it'll be, but it'll be worth it. Um, so I guess that's, that's the challenge is, do you want to know God's voice? Do you want him to speak to you? And some, and some people here might be like, Naomi, I don't even know if I believe this stuff. So, but m- I guess my, my question and my challenge is, do you want to know or do you want to want to know? And start there. We start with that prayer. If you, if you don't want to know God, or you don't want to know his voice, but maybe you think, maybe I, I would like that, then, then start there. Because I was just reflecting before the, the, the service and I just was reminded of, verse in Jeremiah 29 and it's um it basically talks about if you seek God with all your heart you will find him it doesn't say you might find him might you maybe do you could do you will find him so if you want to go after God if you want to seek him if you want to invest time read your bible spend time being still seeking God you will find him and um I guess um, Paul writes in Philippians and he kind of sums up kind of how I feel about this um, situation and it's the titled in the message focus on the goal and basically it sums up my words I'm not saying I'm not saying that I have this all together that I've got it made um, yeah trust me I, I don't um, but I'm well on the way I'm I'm reaching out for Christ who has so wondrous, wondrously reached out for me friends don't get me wrong by no means do I consider myself an expert in all this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us on, onwards to Jesus. I'm off and I'm running and I'm not, I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on the goal. To those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. And that's, yeah, that's my hope for each and every one of us, that we will run our race focused on Jesus, that we won't look to the left or to the right to look at other people's races, what God might be doing in other people's life. Yes, let's cheer them on, but let's not compare ourselves to what God's doing in other people's lives. Let's focus on Jesus and say, you can have my life and then, yeah, just see what he does because that's, that's what life's all about. And yeah, in, in John 10, the passage that, we were, that we've been looking at, it says that I have come that they may have life and life in all its fullness. And I wrote that in my journal the other day when I found out that um, Marsha was coming to stay with us. This is it. This is life in all its fullness. So yeah, I encourage you to do that. So we're going to finish there. And uh, I suppose those three questions. Are you sheep that have Jesus as your shepherd? Um, If you're not, even maybe this evening, we're going to sing a little worship song in a moment. And maybe just to say to Jesus, Jesus, I want to know he's my saviour, the one who rescues me from myself, rescues me from meaninglessness in life, gives me purpose and a relationship with God. Maybe you want to pray that prayer. But maybe for those of you that already know that Jesus is your uh, is your shepherd. Maybe those questions. Um, do you listen to his voice? Because the sheep listen to his voice.
do you recognize the voice of Jesus? Because the sheep, they know his voice. And will you put what Jesus says into practice? Because they hear his voice and they follow him. And we can take a chance to pray. And I suppose for me, um, yeah, what I'd like to ask you is, are you making space to listen? Uh, in whatever way you, you find that you hear Jesus, do you make the space? Because sometimes um, it's like we can, uh, we've got our television controls, and sometimes if the television gets a little bit too intrusive, we press the mute button. And the telly's there in the background still, but you just can't hear it. And sometimes in our faith, we press the mute button on God. Actually, we, we don't want him interfering anymore. We don't want to hear his kind of, and we can press the mute button. I just wonder whether some people have, have done that. They just press the mute button, and you're not just listening to God. He's in the background still, but you're not hearing his voice clearly. And maybe tonight, Jesus is saying to you, I love you. I've got words that can bring life, fullness of life to you. Why have you put me on mute? Unmute. Listen. So I wonder if we, this bank holiday, Jesus, the good shepherd, is saying he wants to speak to you. Encourage you, to strengthen you, give you wisdom, to love you. Are you prepared to make a bit of space and time in your week for him? And even to make that choice now, to say, Jesus, I want to be a sheep that listens to your voice. And if that's the case, I'd love to just pray for you now. So if this bank holiday you want to say, actually, yeah, Jesus, I do want to hear your voice. I want to make a bit of space and time in whatever way that is to hear you. Why don't you just stand up now so I can pray for you? Is that okay? So do stand up. If tonight you think, yeah, I, I want to hear those, uh, those words of Jesus, maybe the worship band could come back up as well. And, and as you stand, it's like, a, it's like a physical prayer to say, I know that you're the shepherd that loves me. And when you speak to me, it is for my good. They're words that are precious. Maybe in some of your hearts you want to say, I'm sorry that I've put you on mute. And almost in your imagination, picture pressing that little red button to unmute. Let God speak. And God, thank you so much. You see people here this evening. You know their hearts. And thank you as a shepherd lays down his life for all his sheep. Jesus, you lay down your life for the people here. And laying down their life is to rescue them, to save them. But not just rescue them from their past, but to take them into a resilient future where your word speaks and ministers. And I pray, God, for people's choices, of whether it's with a journal, with a Bible, uh, a prayer walk, being there uh, in creation. God, will you speak words of comfort and hope and life? We're going to worship and just make that your prayer to God. If there's anything you feel that you particularly would like someone to pray for you, again, if any of the home group and midweek group church leaders can be over this side, I would love to pray for you. I, I, do, I was listening out to God just while we're worshiping, and sometimes I get a little sensation in a part of my body which just maybe indicates that God wants to do a bit of healing. And as I was praying, I just felt along the kind of my, my knuckles here, just a strange sensation. And I just wonder if anybody's got reduced mobility in their hands, maybe might be slightly arthritic or a sporting injury which means you can't flex your your fingers actually if that's you god's speaking to you he wants to come and get a little bit of prayer get a bit of healing uh, in your body uh, god's god who speaks but let's worship him let's be open to god being here this evening thanks so much